everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking in Bits, where we walk you through Bitcoin bit by bit to hopefully give you the information you need to possibly get rich. I'm half the team here, Jose. I got Ben in the house, and we're ready to give you guys a little bit more Bitcoin for the week so you guys can make better decisions for the rest of your week. So what's going on, man? What is going on? A lot of stuff is going on, man. Yeah, man. That's what we're here to do. Ethereum. Ethereum. Flirting with that all the time. Huh, Hold man? on. But before Ethereum, though. Yeah, yeah. Before we got on live. Yep. You just read something interesting. Can you read that one more time? All right. So uh, Peter Schiff is the gold guy. Yeah. Right. He's been a Bitcoin hater since its inception. I'm just on my Twitter. And he says, the financial media is complicit in aiding Michael Saylor, who's from MicroStrategy, who's bought a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin this year, uh, in his attempt to lead U.S. corporations down a primrose path to financial ruin. He wants to entice CEOs into padding their earnings with a paper gains in a Bitcoin pyramid scheme, thus inflating a bubble within a bubble. Michael Saylor is basically setting up webinars for corporations so corporations can put money on paper into Bitcoin on their balance sheets, right? Yeah. To hedge their bet. Um, but like to answer him, like Bitcoin isn't the bubble. Bitcoin is the needle. Fiat is the bubble. Okay. You know what I'm Give saying? Me more on that. The American dollar and all dollars when they're controlled by the Federal Reserve who continues to print and print and print. Like, that's the real Ponzi scheme. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Bitcoin is hard money. Bitcoin isn't the bubble. So they're hating you know? on them, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess if you don't understand Bitcoin, you can see why that's a thing. Yeah. You know, where um, they, I think the argument they're trying to say is what? He's peer pressuring other people to do what he did? Yeah. To inflate a bubble that he's a part of. Right. Which in turn kind of makes sense because it would make him that much more richer. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, um, there, there's financial gain to be had there. Um, but I don't like, I think he's convinced that Bitcoin is hard money. Right. And the hedge against inflation. I don't think he's doing it just to make money. Right. You know what I mean? He's actually saving these corporations from losing money in the long run. Right. Right. So it's, right. it's a, uh, I don't really listen to him as much, but it kind of seems like his message is, is, you know, the store of value, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is the, the, the rescue vessel, basically, that your business, <laughs> your corporation can have. He, your your family business. And he's not you even telling I mean? guys to do he, 1%, right? That's his thing? Um, oh, oh, that's just what he did. I know he put more after. Yeah. I, I, the industry says, like, if you don't put 1% in, Okay, like, it's an industry term. I think it's like a, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's kind of been an industry saying. Um, and even on a personal note, like, what's 1% of your net worth? You should have that in Bitcoin. Put 5%. Right. Right. And, and, there, and was a, his reserves? Like, he had this open. Like, uh, this wasn't tied to business or? I'm sure he's investing personally. For the business, I think they've invested up to $1 billion. Okay. And I think they, I think Jan was saying they took a loan at 0. Right. 0.75 pips okay. on that. So it's basically free money. Imagine you could access a bill, and we were going to talk about this. Yeah, let's do it. Imagine having access to a billion dollars. At a one percent fee, yeah. can you make ten percent a month on that? Great, you just created nine percent for for free for just yeah. for just moving <laughs> something from A to B. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. That that's hard to understand for for most people. Um, yeah. the asset, you know, and that right. part of thing. Um, and something that actually we can talk about it now. I wanted to talk about it a little bit deeper down, but I think it's important. And you you put me onto this, or or you know, it, it's a perspective thing, right? It's how yeah. you see it. So my whole life. Debt is the boogeyman, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, listen, don't pack on debt because you're going to be behind. You're going to, and which is true. This is Thanks. not, don't go out there. This spend is not this financial stuff. advice. Yeah, yeah, which is true. But you and a bunch of other people that I know that do really good in the money field and the investing mm -hmm. field understand one thing. And what is it about that? Just leveraging debt. 
Explain uh, that. Especially yeah. interest-free debt. So, like, when I started with film work, um, yeah. I bought a $1,500 camera. Right. And I was like, that's a mortgage payment for some people. Some people, like, wouldn't even take that risk to buy it. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy this. And, like, if I ever need to sell it, I can sell it. Maybe I'll lose 100 bucks, 200 bucks. Right. But if I gain a skill that earns me six figures, like, yeah. the upside to that is, I, I think it's a Jim Ron quote. Um something along those lines like there's down, there's minimal risk on the downside yeah. but the upside is unlimited it's huge you know what i mean yeah. i'm able to quit my job i'm able to do this podcast i'm able to do whatever yeah um so the freedom that that buys when you you know look at you know side skills or whatever yeah and uh take those investments and that's so, what leveraging that is right yeah i mean looking at the risk looking at the reward yeah. uh and then leveraging so the the leveraging aspect for me was like all right i can put that on a, on a paypal card interest free 12 or 18 months yeah. That's a free opportunity. And trust yourself to be able to get it back. Yeah. 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 And then and then what holds you to that is like you have you're invested in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So like on the on the crypto side, I'm looking at mining Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. And like I'm looking at rigs for three to four grand. Right. And at point two one kilowatt hours, which is the rate in Massachusetts, yeah. Um, you're still seeing you're a hundred percent back within a year. That's interesting. Yeah. And then every day you're getting paid out in whatever coin of choice, but you can convert to Bitcoin. Yeah. So like, all right, what is a four thousand in twenty twenty worth in twenty or in twenty twenty one? What is that worth in twenty twenty two? Yeah. When Bitcoin is at six figures and when Ethereum is at you know right, right. three grand. Right. You know what I'm saying? And the whole inflation aspect, right? So right. the buying power of the four grand, you're basically buying that same product for cheaper when you eventually pay it off. Oh yeah. 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 That's interesting. And then I can do that. Um, Basically interest-free. Over and over again, yeah. I was talking to my sister this yeah. morning, and it was basically about this, but on a bigger scale, where I was listening to somebody on the clubhouse the other day basically talk about how you get these uh, hard assets, right? Mm -hmm. These things that increase in value all the time. Mm -hmm. And then it's like you use debt to get them, but the, the, the theory, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I was just listening to it for the first time, is, is that you know as your hard asset starts to increase in value, Mm -hmm. the money that you would have to pay back in the loan is decreasing in value, right? right. So at the end of the day, when you cash out, it, it was pretty much a free shot, like you said. Is, is that the logic behind getting hard assets, big assets like that, and leaning on them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, case in point, Michael Saylor. Yeah. Billion dollars at point seven five interest. Uh, on, our, on our scale, it's like, oh, you can get a credit card with, you know, 18 months, no interest. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how much Bitcoin could you buy with that? Yeah. Or, or whatever, you, or, or how many rigs could you buy with that? Yeah. If you have a 12 grand limit, you could probably get two. True. And then in a the, in the year from now, the rig would be essentially cheaper. The rig is paid off. That's paid, yeah. And, you, like, you've paid off your investment in one year. In one year, yeah. So if you mine for the next four years and accumulate how much Bitcoin or how much Ethereum, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, uh, there's hey, money to be, I'm, I'm looking at YouTube videos and, and what people really do is they set up a solar setup where yeah, they have five acres, they have four rows of solar panels, maybe three to six on each. That's dope. And then they have in their garage, eight rigs that mine 24 seven. Yeah. So you're not paying the electric bill part. So you get an even more aggressive return because you're, you're breaking even in a year with in Massachusetts, like at 0.21 kWh. But if your electricity is free, that has to be like a $6,500 return. Yeah. Interesting. So that's 150 return in a year. I think it, like, it, the mindset that you have to put the mathematics around that is, yeah. is, is I think, what is easier for you to make that decision. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I think even people that might be listening now might be like, what? He's talking right, so, about interest. So, He's talking about yeah, all this. So one thing that fuels this is like, I've been in sales for like the last 
eight years. Okay. Right. Yeah, so right. like, I'm just a numbers guy, like yeah. to that level. Yeah. Um, and it just goes hand in hand with business. Yeah. Because yeah. My, my thing is, is like to get over the peak of making the decision. Yeah. Like you basically just sold yourself and what the outcome is, like if yeah. that actually ends up happening the way you thought about it or right. not, is irrelevant. Right. Because once you're in, you're in. Right. So you just used your information and your mathematical equation to sell yourself to do something. Yeah. And I think that's incredible. That's yeah, I mean, <laughs> at my old job, commercial lighting, it's like yeah. well, I'm working on big deals, yeah. hundred grand deals, and it's like I need to prove to you that you need to give me that hundred grand because what I'm giving you in return is worth more value. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I like again, there's more upside than downside. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I do that to myself with that's awesome. yeah. you know everything, gear, lights, cameras. Yeah. No, I think it's important for anybody who's watching yeah. to know because most people don't. I don't even think like this, yeah. right? Like to me, it's just like. Once again, stay ahead, right? Like, right. don't put yourself in debt. Don't right. put yourself in the hole. Yeah. Which is true. It's That's all relevant. defense. That's defense. It is. It you is. know what I mean? But it's still necessary. Absolutely. Um, if, if you can't do it, you can't Good do it. Good defense sometimes. wins games. Yeah, but... Shout out to Tom Brady. <laughs> Shout out to Tom. Listen, I'm, I'm surprised that that guy is still doing what he does. But after Crazy. watching that Tiger documentary, I can see where these guys are just next level mentality. Yeah. They just zoned in. But yeah, yeah, once again, I think it's important, and, and we were talking about it before we started recording, and I don't think most people realize it, man, like, that you can take these kind of shots on yourself, and you yeah. can lean on these things. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, in my, you know, we purchased a home, my wife and I, right? Mm. Well, we both have homes, right? Yeah. So, the, the fact that we can lean on that home down the road, and then essentially, the, the debt is cheaper, mm -hmm. right? Because we're building tools, and then we sell it because it inflated at a higher price. Right. So, to use the term again, we got a free shot at a house. Absolutely. Is that, am I yeah, making? I mean, I, I'm I'm obviously in real estate groups and like, yeah, this dude's like, yo, I bought a house for a hundred and I put in fifteen and it appraised at like one eighty. I just created sixty five thousand dollars. That's incredible. <laughs> like, how much work yeah. did that take? You know what right. I mean? And then what can you do with that cash? Obviously, buy more real estate, or if you're yeah. smart, you're hedging your bet with Bitcoin. That's the. This is why this you know conversation I mean? is relevant in this podcast is because that's what we're encouraging you guys to do. And what we're doing, which is you're buying an asset. Bitcoin is that house. Bitcoin is that hard asset that's going to increase in value. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into it soon. It seems like most cryptocurrencies are getting to the space where you can actually build some wealth off of these things yeah. and see it in, in, in that standard. But I really wanted to get into that because, once again, I get educated on stay away from that. Yeah. Don't do anything with that. Yeah. Don't do that. But That's I, good defense, but you got to play offense. Yeah, you got you to gotta score points. Yeah. Right. There's no way you're going to keep the opponent at zero points. Right. Right. So you can have all the defense in the world, but you still got to get one point in order to win the game. Absolutely. Let's use that analogy. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of like a, I don't even think mind blowing is the word. I think it's just, it makes so much sense yeah. that you wonder why you didn't think that way sooner. Yeah. I think when generally, when you understand finances, and like this is why we play cash flow with the kids yep. from Rich Dad Poor Dad, like okay. yep. they have, you, you pick a card, you get a salary, right? If you're a teacher, you're making like 1200 bucks after you pay everything, right. right? If you're a janitor, even less. If you're a teacher or a lawyer, you have more money to play with. Yeah. Um, but like once you understand just like investing, um, how profit and loss works yeah. uh, and how to leverage debt, like it's game changing. Yeah. I, you know I what agree. I mean? Yeah. Like, game changing is a better word than mind It's blowing, like but. there's e even... Um, with BlockFi, you can borrow against your Bitcoin. Should I borrow against my Bitcoin and buy a whole nother Bitcoin? True. 
Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? Leverage against the Bitcoin. Like, I know I should probably do that because I know we're going to 50 grand soon. All right. So I'm going to give you the, I was talking to my sister <laughs> yeah. about this, right? Yeah. And I'm going to give it to you uh, yeah. as an example because you'll be able to explain it to her better. Yeah. So she was telling me that she's going to hodl or, or yeah, yeah. Hold <laughs> hodl. Um, I don't know. Yeah, either or, um, yeah. that she's going to, right, so to eventually be able to buy a house down the road. Yeah. So then I told her that at some point, and please, this is where you come in and explain to her, because she's, a, she's mm-hmm. a fan and she's a listener, that she wouldn't necessarily have to give up that Bitcoin down the road, because she'll be able to get a USD loan yeah. to buy that house, yeah. leveraging her Bitcoin. Can you, yeah. can you get into that example? Yeah, I mean, so... Or advice that you would give her? Yeah, or, from, or anybody? Yeah, from what I see on BlockFi, I mean, like, this goes hand in hand with, with people asking me, like, yo, when are you going to sell your Bitcoin? Right. It's like I'm not selling my Bitcoin. Right. You know what I mean? Like the, there, there's Bitcoin is more than a number. This is like the future of storing value. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we've worked on gold for so long, we're not going to be handing gold bars to each other in our flying Maybacks. Right. That's that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, no, just give it to me digitally. Yeah. Anonymously um, too. <laughs> anonymously too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think putting up an account dollar cost averaging and yeah. then using that as a down payment in the future is great you just through BlockFi, you can get a loan against your bitcoin and never have to give up the actual and never have to give up the bitcoin yeah and there'll be more services like this because she's Absolutely. thinking you know, there's five, a few ten of them. years down the road yeah there's a few of them yeah i think this will be a, a, a bitcoin is a business that's booming but yeah. i think eventually it would even be like you don't have to have them here with us you just have to give us like will know, they like, take bitcoin in the future no, what I, meant, I mean, what I meant is like to lean against it, right? Because right now with the with the BlockFi example, you would have to have your Bitcoin inside of BlockFi for them to leverage that. Yep. So it's a safety net for them. It oh, makes sense. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, so eventually it'll be like, no, we do a smart contract, Ethereum. Ethereum. That basically says yeah. if you default, we automatically yeah. get to withdraw from, and I think yep, that this from, is where this is going. Yeah. So you can have it in your yeah. cold storage yep. at some point in time and still be able to lean, lean against what yeah. you have in cold storage if you can yep. prove it. Right? Yeah, which is easier to prove with the ledger. It's almost like giving a bank. Uh, it's like a secured loan where you want you need a loan for five thousand. Yeah, you put in five thousand. They co- they consider it a loan and then you pay it back monthly. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's kind of what the I'm same trying idea. to do is you know I am with the custodial. What yeah. I'm trying to do is is I want to leverage it, but I don't want you to hold it. Oh, facts. Yeah, like that, yeah. that puts me in a lot of weird situations where yeah. if I have you know ten whole bitcoins mm-hmm. and here goes BlackFi ready to say oh you defaulted on your loan we're mm. gonna take it that's a scary situation yeah. and I hate that we put BlackFi on the block. Yeah, but they're ahead of their time. They're the only yeah. company that's doing what they're doing. Yeah, I think I think there's one other. Um, I think there's a few. Th- I think there's a few. BlockFi is pretty popular. It, it is, yeah. Um, and they have a great. It's a great service. Yeah. I mean, the withdrawal thing makes sense, even though I hate it. it it's, it's a pretty straightforward service. They're yeah. not. They, they don't really seem to be blowing any yeah. smoke. You know, or doing per, anything. Proceed with caution with Bitcoin uh, yeah. with BlockFi. Um, yeah. We talked about it on the last episode. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. 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 Listen to the last episode if you're considering BlockFi. For sure. Yeah. Um, we kind of aired that out. So. So I want to talk about Ethereum. Yes. This is your bag. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, right. But more than me, I'm super deep into Bitcoin. Yep. I've yep. gone into the tech. Uh, um, I'm invested in the tech, not the USD. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ethereum, I keep hearing back and forth on. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, I do put a little bit in Ethereum. I do own a little bit of Ethereum. But that one is more like a USD thing for me. Yeah. And it intrigues me because as many times as I hear you know, the bad things of Ethereum, mm-hmm. um, down to the code all the way up to what it stands for, meaning that there's, you know, there's a leader, there's people that own it, that run it. Mm-hmm. Everything that I love Bitcoin for, I guess Ethereum doesn't have, but mm-hmm. it still seems to be booming. I look at it from a market cap perspective. Okay. Where, what are the top 10 coins in the crypto space by uh, market cap? So, okay. Bitcoin, obviously, number one. Yeah. Above 600 billion. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, Ethereum is is usually number two. Yeah. Um. So my thing is, is when Bitcoin is a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars, do people want to buy zero point zero 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 zero? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Uh, or are they going to look at Ethereum? That's you know, if Bitcoin's at two hundred thousand, Ethereum will probably be at least at ten thousand. Yeah. I'm assuming if we're if we're you know, averaging the way we've been averaging in the past. Right. Um, you know, with Bitcoin at ten grand and Ethereum up to fourteen hundred, or that was when it hit twenty k. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like one twentieth or so. Um, I, I, from investment like speculation alone, just looking at market cap. Yeah. I think people are buying Ethereum off that, and then they're learning about the technology behind it, the smart contracts. Yeah. How it's basically like a what is it like a, a Apple store, basically? Yeah, you right? can just build host, upon it. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. It's um, blockchain technology at its core. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think the technology is cool too. Um, yeah. It's different than Bitcoin, but I think for those two purposes, we're going to continue to see those numbers climb. Right, right. And I guess guys so. like me are just feel like I, 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 I think the tech is great because it's built on blockchain, yeah. and we understand the benefits of blockchain right. and the trustless, you know, space. But you know, I, I've heard. You know, I think I believe his name is Jimmy Song. He's yeah. a he's a uh, you know one of the developers for Bitcoin back from 2012. Yeah. And um, he actually knows. I think it's Vitalik, the guy who started mm-hmm. Ethereum and that team. And he's actually looked at some of the source code for Ethereum and has even noticed that it's very sloppy. Yeah. He compared it to like when a when a when a kid comes out of like Stanford or, or mm-hmm. college and gets their first tech job. Yeah. And they got like the the big head syndrome and they're like, oh, I code like a master. I'm a prodigy. Mm-hmm. That's his comparison to it. Now, to me, is is that a lot of people are trusting this platform to succeed with their money, mm-hmm. the market space. So what I'm nervous about and intrigued at the same time, which is why I keep putting a little bit of money in it, is um, which one of these is going to win out? Yeah. Is the sloppiness actually going to come through and it's going to fail? Or is it just one of those things where you said, like you said, it's just such a big market that it doesn't really matter. There's money yeah. to be made here. Um, yeah. And that's why I'm interested in Ethereum for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm not canceling out on it just... Yeah, we're going to I mean, usually are people primary Bitcoin anyways. I yeah. mean, some people are like, no, I, I do everything. I trade everything. I think it depends like what your strategy is too. Yeah. Like if you have a nine to five, you don't have really time to actively trade something. Yeah. So it's easy to dollar cost average and then, you know, buy on dips. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I feel like you can't fail with Bitcoin and Ethereum moving yeah. forward. I don't know. Like Ethereum, again, it's it's at all time high right now, 1400 range. Yeah. We're waiting for the next breakout. They're talking about 2K. Like yeah, Bitcoin ran up obviously 100. percent So what's 100 percent on 1400? 2800. Right. right. Uh, will it happen? We'll see. Uh, but yeah, you know, the market is hot. Stock market is hot. Everything's booming right now. Yeah. So we're gonna have to get somebody to to battle Ethereum here, or or not battle, but defend yeah. Ethereum here. Yeah, I mean, because I, I, I get it. Yeah. You know, I I just like once again, the, if Bitcoin were to tell me mm-hmm. this is not decentralized, like Satoshi's over there chilling, and mm-hmm. he's I'm going to be very careful. That's like giving Google my money. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's that trust factor or whatever. It doesn't mean yeah. I wouldn't be involved. It would just take away the, the whole point of it. Right. So that's the thing. Where I need somebody to tell, understand to me why that's not a big deal for Ethereum. Yeah. Like, why is it like, oh, no, we can change it whenever we want and you guys still rolling. Right. Is it just that powerful of a technology or is it just, you know, bandwagon stuff? Like, yeah. we're just jumping on because it seems to be pushing the ticker up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Right. But hey, we'll we'll get to that point. Um, I did I did hear something very cool about Ethereum where it was like a, um, Bitcoin is getting rid of the banks, but Ethereum is getting rid of all the Wall Street guys because mm-hmm. all those contracts are going to be default. You won't need those guys to basically handle the price changes, the tickers is, is kind of what I got the gist. Yeah, but it's that type of thing. Um, gotcha. And I don't know if that's true or not, man. We'll yeah, see. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like it's still early with Ethereum, and there's 
there's so much being like developed and built on top of it. It's yeah. like it's like, people keep saying it's still figuring out what it wants to be, right? Or what it's gonna be. You That's know, the it's still taking that shape. I heard against it. Um, yeah, I, I see people on both ends. I, I don't. I feel like I don't have a dog in the race. Like, yeah, I'm, whatever. I'm, let them I'm, figure I'm, it out. Yeah, let y'all figure it out. Whatever. But I'm still investing in it because <laughs> yeah. I can see the trends. Yeah, it's um, interesting. I wanted to read some from uh, my, my boy Ness. Shout yeah. out Ness. Shout out to Ness. Um, we've been chatting. Um, he sent me a bunch of pictures like, yo, whales are buying up the dip. Yep. Um, and he had said, if you look at the wallets, you see that it's billionaires buying it. Billionaires around the world are putting their fiat in a Bitcoin, one world currency, new world order. Uh, only 15% of Bitcoin is from people with under 300K. So that means 85% of it is owned by the ultra rich. Um, they're going to keep buying more while the government keeps printing money and the whole thing collapses and the rich are able to stay rich. Interesting. Right? So what I got from all that, <laughs> at least for me, is yeah. I better get up in here. Yeah. I got to better get it because I could be... We could, people who own this asset could be among the, ri- the rich. Yeah. Maybe not a will. Yeah. But if, what it seems to be is if, if they have the majority of it, they'll try to sell it back to you in weird ways. I was actually talking to my sister yeah, about this too. Yeah, <laughs> well, well, what's going on, right? Yeah. So many coins are on sale. Is it whales just dumping at 40 and yeah. rebuying at 30 and then even buying more right. from people who have weak hands and who are selling their Bitcoin to the rich, right? We just keep talking about that. Yeah. Um, like, is that the case? Sure. Um, but when you have that conviction, like, no, I'm just going to buy and hold this long term, you know right. what I mean. I'm a dollar cost average, and like, I'm not gonna panic on dips. You know yeah, what I mean? That's important. Um, yeah. Hold your Bitcoin, y'all. <laughs> like, like, yeah, the 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 ultra rich is gonna get into the space, yeah. and they're gonna try and manipulate the market the same way stock markets work. Right. So again, like, if you're in it for the long term, just hold. Don't even open your account. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? I think when we went from forty to thirty, I didn't even look at my account. That's why I like to use the Mona Lisa example. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like. Just let it hang. Yeah. Just let it hang there. It's yeah. an incredible painting. Right. You don't Yo, need to paint over it. <laughs> speaking of which, yeah. a piece of something. They're, I don't know if you've been seeing this, but they're doing like digital cards. Yeah. It's like a share of a card. So it, it's, it's like a digital painting in a sense, right? It's a digital painting of a, a Michael Jordan rookie card or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, how does that work? Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I think it's just created normally like things are now. Yeah. But I think um, the smart contract has something to do with it. Yeah. I think that exchange between, you know, hey, they paid me this much for it and I provided that file yeah. is yeah. through a smart contract. And then, I don't know, maybe the, the financial part of it happens on, on Bitcoin, on the blockchain. Yeah. But yeah, I did hear a lot about that. And the music industry starts to, is getting into that same field with albums. Crazy. So there's a bunch of people now doing this smart contract. Vintage Michael Jackson album. Signed or whatever. I own a virtual piece of that. Well, even for the musicians nowadays, imagine how much they're losing to the label. Right. Now we're going direct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Facts. Yeah. So it's coming from my laptop to that person. And we don't need to know each other. And we exchange it. The currency on the blockchain is registered. And it's getting to next level. For I think that's called NFTs. NFTs. Is that what it's called? Okay. Yeah. So I haven't done much research on that. But you can tell it's the next wave of it. Yeah. They have those in the physical that I've been seeing where you can buy into like classic cars. Yeah. Like a classic Lamborghini or something, and you can own like one fiftieth of a share. That's so dope. <laughs> it's getting insane. It's, out it's here. like fractional yeah. shares in the stock market. Yeah. Uh, but with a physical asset. Right. Which is crazy. So this is another argument for, for crypto in general, which is like if you start understanding this stuff now, mm-hmm. you're kind of future proofing yourself for what's to come. Oh, because the market is gonna completely change to, absolutely. to blockchain. That, that I mean, even the idea that you can partially buy a vintage car, like yeah. a, as a share, like that's super futuristic to me. Yeah. And then you know, they're doing it with NFT, 
yeah. the digital space. So yeah, what's gonna what what, what is the NFT market gonna look like in ten years? That's insane. Imagine wow, right. owning a piece of Michael Jackson's like, thriller. Like <laughs> yeah, that or insane. or like whatever. Like what what are the top you know twenty things that people view in the world as like great wonders to see or great albums or you yeah, know whatever yeah. like you'll be able to get a piece of all that yeah, yeah it's crazy that's insane it's going to the next level yeah um if i get if i could get on a little not a little it's not a tangent but if i want to i want to explain blockchain right sure. because all these services are all built on the blockchain technology yeah and what i basically learned was really cool on why this stuff is foolproof yeah and why it can't be changed right yep so just to keep it simple the formula to build a hash is going to be the previous the previous blocks hash and if it's the very first block, then it's a zero, right? Because it's the genesis. Yeah. It's the very first one. And then you need the transactions, and then you need the timestamp of that block. Mm-hmm. You dump that information into a formula, you get a new hash, which the next block puts on the top of its block to connect it to the previous block, if gotcha. that makes any sense. Yep. Why this is important? This is important because it's a one-way formula. So if you change any transaction or any of that input that you put to get that formula, mm-hmm. you're going to get a different hash. And if you get a different hash, then the next block doesn't recognize it as a different, and it breaks the chain. Right. Now magnify this with nodes mm-hmm. and, and a network like Bitcoin, and you can see where if Ben tries to go in and alter a transaction, mm-hmm. when it gets when that block gets completed, all the other nodes are going to look at it and say, uh-uh, this right. hash is not adding up. Right. And it's going to kick it That's out. That's the rejection. That's the rejection. Yeah. That's the power of... Are we talking about what happened this week? Uh, I the don't double spend? No, I mean we could get into that. Yeah, I, I just I was just looking up into Yo. how blockchain works. Right? Yo, the double spend happened. It didn't happen. Janet, well, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they spun it as it happened, yeah, but yeah, yeah. the 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 scare happened, right? Okay. Uh, Janet Yellen had her comments, and then a company who had invested over I think a hundred million, like a month ago, yep. sold their coins <laughs> because of that news that they misunderstood. Because they didn't understand the tech. Yeah. So can you break that down on like a really basic? Yeah, as basic as I can take it is is that, you know, the benefit of blockchain on a network is basically that all these nodes have a copy of the previous ledger. And mm-hmm. when a new block comes in that doesn't match up with that, they're allowed to reject it. All right. And they call I'll, it a fork. Let, let me, all right, I'm going to translate that. Yeah. I pull up to the corner store. Yeah. I have a $20 bill. Yeah. My man takes the marker, he wipes it, and he's like, yo, this is fake. Get out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what the network is doing. It's saying this transaction is Absolutely. bootleg. That, that's right? the best this way. Is, yeah, yeah. This is a fake transaction. It's an alter it gets, transaction. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it gets rejected. Absolutely. And the, and the way it knows that is through the hash. Right. So the clever part about cryptography mm-hmm. and, and the, the clever part about this blockchain is, is that, once again, the input always has to be the same for that hash to come out. And if you alter even anything in that, the formula just gives you a different hash because yeah. it, that's what it wants to do. And then the blocks are connected by starting a block with the previous hash. I know that's kind of whatever. No, but, I, I understand it. Yeah. So yeah. The, if if you guys wanted to know why is you know you can't technically get beat for your you know Bitcoin or why when you do a transaction even a big one it won't get lost in Bitcoin is because once you put the formula in it's a set event. Yeah. Nothing changes, and if anything changes, you know if you have a node in your house or if you or if it just goes to the next node, the, the network is so big that it can reject a transaction that doesn't match up with the previous block because everybody has the same ledger. Uh, and I think when I understood that, yeah, I was like, oh, this is the safest place that money can be. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. There's no way that this can be altered at yeah. all. And if it gets altered, the network is so big that we'll just go right back to business. Right. What happened with that double spend? Yeah, people thought that the person... Excuse me, I think the gentleman put in one transaction with a low fee. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, you pay fees when you do your own transactions. 
Um, and it all depends on how long you want to wait in the member pool. So if you hire your fees, you get a higher priority from the miners. It's like me and VIP. Pretty much. Yeah. Valet. Right. Yeah. But the dude that pulls up in Valet that's buying the bottles, mm-hmm. he's going to walk right in front of you because he was willing to pay for more bottles. Right. Perfect example. But I'm right. that dude, though. What? <laughs> the dude standing in line? <laughs> the dude pulling up with the bottles. Oh, okay. And I'm the dude standing in line because I'm worried about my fees. But yeah, it, it depends. But anyways, uh, I guess the person put in a small fee. Yeah. And he wasn't getting picked up. Yep. Now, Bitcoin allows you to put in that same transaction with a higher fee. So mm-hmm. alter the transaction. Um, but then I think he went in and put in a third transaction. Mm-hmm. Miners picked up his first one. Miners picked up the third one. And the internet ran and started saying mm-hmm. that this is a double spend. Yeah. When if they would have just known that when the nodes on the network saw this, they took the first one that goes in, timestamp. Yeah. And they basically kicked kick the other one out the club. They basically, right. the bodyguards came in and got, got yeah, it yeah. out of here. So it never happened. But like you said, there's the, the scary narrative. The happened, yeah. And people were just dumping their money. Is that what we went to like 29, 28 for? That's probably what happened. 29, yeah. 30, 30. What about um, yelling, man? What you got on yelling, man? Uh... This is a person who's, what, with the Federal Reserve at, at the top of the finance, uh, not at the Federal Reserve, but just she's involved in the money game. I, I, I think she's Biden's... Uh, treasury? Biden's Treasury. She has she, something to do with that. Yeah, she was the Munich um, or whatever uh, of now, yeah, of this administration. Yeah, so like they sit here and say, you know, oh, Bitcoin is used for illegal transactions. And it's like, yo, every dollar we possess is usually tainted by cocaine. For sure. You know what I mean? For sure. And like... Under the last administration or, or the Obama administration, like they're sending planes full of cash to Iran. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how things are transacted. Yeah. Like in the Bitcoin standard, he talks about gold and gold being moved around. And yeah. it's like, yeah, Bitcoin is, is superior to that. So um, just more smears on the Bitcoin camp. Yeah. Right. Uh, big bankers aren't going to like it. I mean, JP Morgan does because they're getting in the game. Right. Um, but there are going to be people who are like, I, you know, we, we need to put out a hit piece on Bitcoin. We need to, you know, right. do whatever we can, but. Try to flatten the tires. Yeah, man, because yeah. it's it's a threat. You know what I mean? It's such a stupid argument to say that it's used for crime yeah. activity. Like, yeah. I grew up, I grew up in the projects. Yeah. You know, it's, listen, nobody had Bitcoin. It's a cash game. <laughs> yeah, nobody had it. Just, yeah. Sometimes there was no, even no internet connection. Right. So I don't even right. know, like, criminals are going to use what criminals need to use to get what they need to do done. Facts. Is the you know the anonymous factor of the blockchain and Bitcoin helpful to them? Yeah, I'm sure it is. But let's talk about that because there's there's been people who've committed crimes. Yeah. Who've paid through blockchain. Yeah. But the U.S. government holds like one of the largest wallets because they took it off a of sting. True. So like, how did they pin that account to whoever the person was committing the crimes? Uh, if you have, if, if it's you, anonymous, if you leave your public key out there, then they can at least see that there was addresses going to that certain place. Gotcha. Because you do get a public key and a private key, so you gotcha. obviously don't give up the private one. But your public key is, you know, what generates your addresses, what gets you paid. Yeah. So there's a way to snail you down to your public key mm-hmm. and understanding that if they can prove that that's your public key, they can prove that these funds went how, to you. How would they do that though? Very easy by knowing bank, you, bank you, statements or. Well, you're putting your public key out there because that's how you're getting paid. Gotcha. So it's not hard. It's a transparent ledger, right? So oh, it's, so it's registered to my name publicly. No, 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 no. What it is is they, their job would be is to prove that that key is yours. So, like, if, if you were to go to court, the mm-hmm. argument now for them is how do we prove that that public key is his? And if they can do that, then they can link all the money that you sent overseas. How would they get that information though? I don't know. I yeah. mean, the ledger's quite public. Would they have to like I don't know get malware on your phone or laptop to like see stuff? Listen, or? and I've done this too. Um, yeah. A lot of people are just sloppy, right? Yeah. Because and what I mean by sloppy is not that you're at, you know trying to get caught is that. 
I've copied and pasted my public key on notepads before. Like, it's a public key, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not up to criminal activity. So to yeah. me, my public key is how I generate addresses, is yeah. how I get paid. Would, would that be the equivalent of a hot wallet, like my Coinbase Bitcoin address? Mm, no. Okay. Yes and no. Um, it, it still generates from a key, yeah. uh, your public key. But obviously, you didn't make the seed phrases for your hot wallet. Gotcha. You made the seed phrases for your cold wallet. Gotcha. Um, so it, it's... They can track it if they can prove that that's your... Like, if they know you're getting transactions in and out, mm-hmm. then that starts the investigation on, let's try to figure out how to get his public key. Mm-hmm. And then if they can figure out that that's your public key, then anything that went in and out of that transaction, They'll you're see. liable for. Gotcha. So it's not, you know... Uh, so it, would you recommend criminals do criminal things with Bitcoin? Damn, if I were to give some criminal advice, and a buddy of mine gave me the same advice when I switched over to the code card, uh, <laughs> and I'm not even doing criminal advice, but um, I asked my buddy, and this is a common question, yeah. why don't I just use my 24 words from my ledger yep. to recover my wallet on my code card? Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to do. It makes it easier, right? That you sounds do, easy. It sounds like an email already set up. You're just using the login. His answer? Right. Because your public key has been on the connected device on the computer. That's right. The you, nano ledger. Uh, yeah, the ledger or any other device that connected. He's like, now, if you generate a brand new wallet with private keys on the code card, Airgat, those private keys have never seen an internet security device. Gotcha. Right? This and, is that whole paranoia thing. How paranoid do you want to exactly. be? Exactly. Yeah. And, and paranoia in Bitcoin is huge. It's not a bad <laughs> thing in Bitcoin. It's huge. Um, but yeah, so... I mean, you are your own bank. This is your security, right? Right. Exactly. Right. So if I were a criminal, uh, and don't take this advice... Uh, <laughs> You know, as you're moving around, it, it is possible for you to create as many new wallets as you want, yeah. which in turn will give you new seed phrases, new public key, new addresses. Gotcha. And it'll be harder to get your trail, if that makes gotcha. any sense. It's, all right, so it's almost like using a burner phone. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. And you can just toss it. As long as you have the 24 <laughs> words. If you don't have the 24 words, you lost the burner card. All right. Yeah, yeah. So it's all like, right. yep. Yeah, like, hey, um, I want this to be my savings code card. But I also want this to be my business, uh, a Bitcoin account, right? Mm-hmm. You want two separate keys for that. You want two separate. And then if you air gap them, so yep. they never see the light of day, you you kind of layered it deeper and deeper and deeper. So it's harder to get to. We're going to have to talk more about what air gapping is and all that other stuff. Is that yeah, like connecting to an address without the internet? or uh, Air gapping is basically uh, doing all the information that's required, like generating addresses and stuff like that, yeah. uh, on a non-connected internet device. Gotcha. And then whenever you need to like transfer funds to your wallet or mm-hmm. you know do the easy stuff like QR codes and stuff like that, yeah. you would bring the skeleton of that wallet on an SD card over to your connected device. Gotcha. And then from there, you'll load up the skeleton, yep. do your transactions, yep. delete the wallet because the code card doesn't care. The air gap device doesn't care. It just needs to know that those addresses basically Are came they? from your code card, yeah. if that makes sense. Super I, interesting yeah. stuff, man. I'm I, down I, the rabbit hole, bro. I saw a tweet from a dude yeah. who was like, yo... I got my old hard drive yeah. that I had Bitcoin on. Yeah. I'm trying to get into it. Ooh. Allegedly, he got into it, yeah. loaded the file, and has over a million dollars worth of Bitcoin Who in his wallet. Down? I hope he moves those right away. <laughs> Send that somewhere else right away. <laughs> Dog, that's yeah, so crazy. A hard drive is not the best place to keep your stuff. For that's sure. that's so crazy, man. Yeah, this is how this stuff works, guys. It's yeah. literally like, I guess in that example, it's like finding change underneath your couch, right? Like, it's like oh. finding, you know, the change in your pocket from... Right. You know, the jeans are in the corner of the room or whatever, like... Yeah, we got to get into boom. it. Not only in person... Million dollars. That's incredible. Imagine that. What do you do? What's the first thing you do? <laughs> try to invest it somehow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> try to flip it. Yeah. Make more money out Would of it. Would you pay off your house? Sure, actually, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm going to try to flip it somehow, though, because you, I understand when you get those bigger amounts is when the flipping happens faster. Yeah, absolutely. So I would probably try to, like, live this current lifestyle I'm living. Yeah. 
and then just flip it and then yeah. try to get a piece of that afterwards. But the, how about you? Uh, the book, uh, The Millionaire Next Door, they talk about read that fantastic either. book. Yeah. Sounds good on Audible. I'm listening on Audible. You got and, me on too. Uh, I got to pick up. Yeah. What was the um, last one? The, um, the the sovereign individual. No, we're gonna get that. But the yeah. uh, no the uh, another finance book, the big one. Uh, um, we talked about it in the last podcast. I don't want. Oh, rich dad poor dad. No, I read that one. Um, okay. Something next door. The, uh, the, yeah, this is the one I'm on now. The the millionaire next door. It was another um, one. Go ahead. I don't even want. Is it the richest man in Babylon? Yes. You gotta get that. Yeah. I gotta get that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I like it a lot, but yeah, I've heard uh, it's and it's not just me. It's like one of those like top five yep. books. I've heard a lot of people say. It. Yep. So, where were we? Uh, millionaire next door. Yeah. Right. Most yeah. millionaires next door, they don't drive cars over. They've never paid more than twenty eight thousand dollars for a car. Most of them spend under twenty grand on a car, and, and like same deal with their house. They don't live in a millionaire neighborhood. Yeah. They live in a you know regular neighborhood. Right. Um. But yeah, they they just don't have this flashy lifestyle that yeah. everyone thinks they have. And so yeah, if you got that, like you still gotta. I mean, you could you could adjust your life a little bit, but sure. You can't, you know, Antoine Walker it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that stuff, that stuff happens, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people win the lottery and it ruins their life. Yeah. Because they don't know wealth management and they just party and do drugs. But that's also a, um, actually we were talking about it before the show. That's a cultural programming thing too, though. Right? Because it's, you know, for our time it was what? Get the rims. Yeah. Get the chains. Facts. Get the system. Get those spinners. Hey, right? Like we that's... ride spinners. So people, people, especially with the conversation about leverage and debt, uh, yeah. people just don't know what to do with yeah. their money. And they've been told to do something otherwise. Yeah. Because they can see their favorite artist rocking the spinners. But in the background, that artist probably has an accountant that's like, yeah, nah, we rent them the spinners. Oh, facts. <laughs> uh, mo- most, most vehicles for videos are rented. You know what I mean? Like cash money used to roll up. But yeah. Rolls Royce is everywhere. This is that. And he's like, oh, no, nah, it's rentals. Yeah. Average consumer don't know that, though. So when they get their first little piece of, you know, yeah, under the man. couch Bitcoin, they're about yeah. to go get some spinners. So at the same time, we're talking about wealthy people doing that. At yeah. the same time, we do the same thing when we're making 60 grand and we lease or buy a new Benz. Give me more. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, hit me more like, like, all right, we think artists are kind of buying Rolls Royces, mm-hmm. but they're spending too much of their money. You know what I mean? Like, they're not yeah. investing enough. They're not saving enough. That's right. why most of these people, when they're out of the limelight, they go broke or bankrupt. Okay. Because they're over-leveraging the money that they have. And I we see. do the same thing where it's like, all right, we paid our mortgage. We paid $600 for this vehicle, $500, $550, right? Yeah. That's a big car note. That is. Um, depending how your budget is set up. But just in general, like, we overspend too. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's why, like, financial education, financial allocation is important. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and the book, The Richest Men in Babylon, kind of just breaks it down. Like a minimum investment per year should be 10%. I like that. But it's written in like 1600 languages, uh, language and it's it's kind of like, uh, it's old English a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, you know, the richest man in Babylon was like a king and he was wise. And like, here's what he didn't do and here's what he did. Right. Um, just like practical analogies all throughout the book. I love that. That just, it's easy to listen to, easy to read, uh, easy to follow. You know what I mean? It's probably the best type of info out there. How old yeah. is the book? Like the, it's super the original old. source. I think it's like mid 1900s oh, or yeah. something. There's probably some incredible um, value in those. Yeah. yeah. Just a lot of one liners that are yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I, I like to read stuff that from what I think is a time of non dilution. Right? Yeah. Like now we live in a diluted time. And it's not to say that the authors nowadays don't know nothing. Yeah. Is that I'd rather take the word of something that stood the test of time. Absolutely. And came from a time yeah. where people uh, were more aware. Think and grow rich. A fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, they say it at the end, but they're like, "This book has helped everyone you know from this era that's popping." Absolutely. You know what I mean? Whether they do Car- it or not. Carnegie, uh, 
and you know, 20 other people who are reputable from that era, they all meditated upon Think and Grow Rich and yeah. implemented it. They took action. Yeah. And they have tremendous success. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Proven formulas. Like the people who have tremendous success, they're not like crazy special. They just have, they do the right things and they just have this grit about them. Yeah. That like they don't take no for an answer and they yeah. succeed. Um, get the right information. And I, yeah, yeah. I think we all can do that. Get the right info and tap into that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And Dave. Um, we were talking about the, um, I want to get into uh, a topic about wallets still because we were yeah. talking about that. But is it Moom? Mum? I was driving here and I was like, how do you pronounce this? Yeah. I don't want to pronounce it wrong. Yeah. What, what is that? Break that down. I DM'd it to you on Twitter, right? Yeah. I, 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 this is a conversation I was having with another buddy of mine. And what I was telling him is that there's a race um, for companies to figure out how to make custody easy yep. and not as technical. The equivalent to Apple doing it on the iPhone. Yes, exactly. Um, because it's still very complicated. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is, but that doesn't mean that it's not for everybody. It's still pretty complicated. You're to, super techie. Yeah. <laughs> it's complicated for me. I think if I just show you like two times, <laughs> I think it's good. Um, but anyways, yeah. yeah, that's arguable. And I do understand that it is complicated, but I'm also with the investing part of it. Yeah. You learned it so you could be your own bank. Thanks. So it's like learning, you know, how to be a banker if you mm -hmm. think about it. But there's a race for this. And I think this is one of the first few companies along with Strike and Jack Maulers yep. that's basically trying to take the, um, you know, the, the, the oomph out of custodial or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't know. And shout out to this team because I guess they've been in the game for a little while. And I actually downloaded the app and I was able to set up a wallet. I wasn't sure if it was cold or hot, though. This is mm. very strange to me. Um, but they did have like three layers of you could recover your wallet with just your email and your password. Whoa. Right. So this is this. That's once again, fire. That's the, what I need. The race to make it easy. That's right? fire. Uh, and then I think they had a second option where you can multi-sig. Fire. And then the third option was is you could download a file that keeps all this. Fire. So I could do all three. Like I could download the right. file just to have on my server. Right. You can. Other companies do this though. But I, I, think I, that, could, I could put it on a flash and just throw it on a safe. Right? I would encrypt that flash, but yeah. Encrypt both flashes. I'd do duplicate yeah. and then throw them in the safe versus having something on a server because I can be hacked. Yeah, right. What I, yeah. And I agree with this. I do want it to be more easier for people to safeguard their, their Bitcoins because safeguarding it's is like what like a bank do. heist, bro. My thing is this, though, is is they never really say... Well, I didn't see. I don't want to speak for them. It's, it's new stuff. Yeah. They never really say if it's cold or hot. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, with that layer of protection... And like the features you're saying, I'm assuming it's cold. Yeah, but you can have, you, you can send out a cold storage. Yeah, I would have to look more into it. So I'm all for simplicity. Right. Would, wouldn't it make sense? Like it wouldn't make sense if, if it's just hot from my perspective. What, what I would just say is, is that they make, um, they, they must do all the security stuff in the background. And yeah. if they're doing all the security stuff in the background, it's, it's cold. cold. It's a cold. Yeah. But to me is, is, you know, we talk about, you know, putting this in the vault and digging it in the backyard. Your phone is always on you. How yeah. cold is that wallet when somebody could get True. into your phone, right, and see the balance? Well, that's least. if you have the app installed. Well, that's how you interact with it. I mean, you would need an app, right? Oh, yeah, but... See, so you're going to send some money so to your code. You're going to need the app. If that's my code, I probably, if you want to be really safe, like, yeah. I wouldn't even install the app. No, but or, or, or you install it, set it up, yeah. and then uninstall it. But that's where I'm, that's where I'm going to... You have yeah. to install it on the phone. So it's, it's, it's not only... Just, just for setup though, right? Yeah, but not only is it connected to a Wi-Fi device, probably the most spied upon Wi-Fi device, which is your cell phone. <laughs> so listen, and this is not to diminish them, and I think what they're really doing... Good points. Yeah, I think what they're doing really cool is not that, you know, hot or cold wallet, is that 
they're giving you that hot or cold functionality and adding lightning to it. Yeah. So, and technically with cool. lightning, and we got to do a whole different episode on lightning. Yeah. But on lightning, you should be able to see lower fees for doing transactions with Bitcoin. Yeah. So if you have a cold storage in that app mm-hmm. that can do lightning transactions on the fly. That's fire. That's fire. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I'm intrigued at what that's, they're doing. That's dope. Right. So you should yeah. see lower fees and faster transactions with your cold storage, which yeah. right now I don't think it's available. I right. could be wrong. It's probably in the pipeline if it's not. But that's what I mean. These yeah. companies are now racing to make security easy for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and That's a huge pain point, man. It is. It really the, is. The, yeah. You know how many millions of Bitcoins are just lost in wallets? Right. But you, you you also could realize the empowerment that comes from figuring that out. Yeah. And knowing that you are the only live person yeah. in the world. Michael, that had, Michael Saylor just had a segment on that where he was he? like, memorize your 24. Yeah, I'm not there and yet, the, and but <laughs> it's smart to do. And then he, he, he had mentioned... Um, he was like, "Listen, if someone tries to rob you or tax you, it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I lost it on a yacht. I don't, yeah. I don't remember it. You can't tax me. Right. You, I, it's like the middle finger to the banks. That's what I mean. So my and to, fear into the IRS. My fear with this is that yeah. I, I'm applauding it because it's consumer facing. Yeah. I'm worried about it because I think people are not. When you go through these techie ventures, mm-hmm. you you get to see the sophistication of the system and know what to trust or not. Yeah. So in Bitcoin, paranoia is a big thing. Yeah. In a fun way, not in a oh my yeah, god yeah, way. Yeah. Um, so it's for a reason though. It's because right. you want to be full control of your Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And what my question to the mum team, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is is, you know, how can I outsource my paranoia to you and still sleep at night? Mm-hmm. Because it seems like that's what the deal is, is yeah. you trust us with these features of security and that's it. That's how we go. Well, well listen, I mean, if and when Apple takes this on. Yep. When? What's yeah? When Apple takes this on, Amazon, right? Because yep. it's not a matter of, you know, Amazon is working on this. I you know, so, other people are working on this. They'll break this thing. Wide Samsung, open. you yeah. know, you, here's your Samsung Bitcoin wallet. Here's your Apple. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna have. Are, are they gonna insure it the way the FDIC insures your bank cash? Yeah. Right? Are with we the, going backwards in that scenario though? Like now we're trusting them with insurance on I mean, our Bitcoin. They they become the holder, right? right? Or is it is it cold? Or is it cold in their possession? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, it's scary. It, yeah. You you go a little backwards, uh, but the industry moves forward. Because how many more adopters would that create? If, I agree. If it came, it, how many phones does Apple sell a year? Like they're the dominant, what sixty percent or something? I agree. I don't know the numbers, but like, like that just onboards so many. It does. Apple users for Bitcoin the same way PayPal did. You know what I mean? It does. It does. Um, but yeah, we are going backwards in a sense. Yeah, it's a fear too that you're just um, the same way we got zombied into social media and now we're worried about being censored. It's that same yeah. thing. They zombie us into trusting them with custodial to then dictate they hold the rules. Too much power. Later, yeah. later. So we're going backwards. I will always be an advocate for somebody to learn how to do it. Yeah. There's a gazillion YouTube videos out there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's platforms like us that'll mm-hmm. help them get there. Um, I it's techie in explanation, but not in execution. Like yeah. a ledger is really easy to function with. Mm-hmm. But I think the more more you understand on how you're securing your stuff, yeah. it's much more important than just saying, please hold this for me. Yeah. Like, please get, please just we, take this out of my We hand. should do an actual tutorial on setting sure. up a ledger. There's a gazillion of them. For sure. We yeah, should do one anyways. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I didn't yeah. just make the stuff that I know of. I've yeah. gone on YouTube videos. Uh, you know, and I have one of those YouTube pieces where it's like, I'll get mm. some from this video and then some from this video and mm. then put it together. Yeah, I do the same thing. Yeah, so um, that's how I learned. I don't think it's, you know, I'm, I'm walking my sister through her cold card. Uh, I hope to help you out with your yeah. cold storage. And I, I, I think once I run you through one or two times or anybody, yeah. I think it's pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just like setting up your remote control to like, uh, you know, when you scan to a new TV or a universal controller. Yeah. I think it's that. You do a boom, boom, boom on the controller. Mm-hmm. You find your TV. Mm-hmm. You know, you make sure that that stuff matches mm-hmm. and then you connect it and you're good. And Sounds easy. 
I, I think it is. That but the misconception easy. is, especially with paranoia, is is that you need to be some type of hacker or some type of person to understand these things. Right. Uh, no, not really. Gotcha. Yeah, these companies have done a good job. But the next race, well, one of the races, there's a lot of races, mm-hmm. is which company is going to nail security, air gap functionality, mm-hmm. uh, and, and BIP85 and these type of features and be able to make it consumer-facing so that you don't give a damn about BIP85, but you can right. still do these things. Yeah. Um, I will always be an advocate for learn how to do it. Even yeah. if you move around later on and, you know, get a ledger or go somewhere else or uh, or trust, you know, mom or, or any of these services. But it makes you feel better understanding how the security of your Bitcoin works yeah. and what they're using, whether they do it in the background or not. Right. That's why I want to talk about Lightning in another episode, too. Yes. Yeah. Because it's important to understand what Lightning is. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a, a facade that just makes Bitcoin look faster. It's There's a lot of stuff going on with that and yeah. use case or whatever. But... Yeah, that, I wanted to talk about that for sure. We got anything else here? Hold on. Got this conversation going. Anything else you thinking about? We had um, about uh, we're forty eight minutes in right now. Yeah, what Mara uh, Sailor tweeted. Uh, I Is think that his wife? I didn't know she was on. Uh, no, no, no. So Michael Sailor. Uh, oh, I thought you said Mara. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. So Michael Sailor posted about the stock symbol M A R A. Uh, they just bought 150 million worth of Bitcoin, uh, so that's another big corporation making a big investment, okay. right? And so I pose the question of like, when the S and P, and I keep saying this, but when the S and P all starts buying Bitcoin, yeah. what happens to the price? Kaboom! When Tesla, Facebook, Google, Apple, and everybody else is forced to acquire this, right? Either on a you know weekly basis or just really big buys. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna move five percent here. Like that's when we're gonna see Bitcoin. $120,000. Yeah. And we don't want to see it in their hands. <laughs> we don't need them to get richer. Facts. Facts. We, we need to get in here. That's what Stack and Sats is. I mean, you can you can buy as much of the stuff as you can afford. Sure. Um, But try to prioritize getting more of it if you can is yeah. my thing, right? Like, you know, like they, you, you could tell somebody dollar cost average and then they're strict on it. Like, yeah. oh, 25, that's it. Yeah. And it's like, you could do the 25. But then you can stack some stats over here and make it 30 this week. And, mm-hmm. Right. So don't be so rigid because, like you just said, I feel that we need to slide up in here mm-hmm. before the price of this Mona mm-hmm. Lisa becomes so expensive mm-hmm. that now our, our nine to fivers can't afford it anymore. Right. Right now, nine to fivers can't afford Satoshis. Mm-hmm. So if you want to easily impact your wealth, yeah. it would just be own a piece of the Mona Lisa when other people are looking for the Mona Lisa. Right. Big companies. Facts. Yeah. Um, get in here guys yeah so that that's where I'm at I'm looking yeah. at that and uh, it's just a matter of like time you know what I mean so yeah. it's only January it's early they, they, they've been showing the predictions of like this was the price of Bitcoin when Trump got in office yep. this is the price of Bitcoin right now with the new president Yeah. Uh, and I think it was like under 100 bucks or something yeah it's like that's is that good or bad <laughs> I mean if you if you were paying 100 for a Bitcoin yeah right. you know what I'm saying right. compared to 34 grand right now yeah. So it's yeah. uh it's a ball game. It's interesting, man. Yeah, it's early in the year. Did, uh, did, is, is Sailor doing a, a conference in February, he's, right? That's what he's yeah, doing? he's doing a webinar. I emailed yeah. my old CEO. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Can't subject line, this. it's raining bitcoins, question mark. Like, <laughs> hey, man, hope all is well. Yada, yada. Yeah, get um, up in here. This guy spent a billion on Bitcoin. His stock rose 200, you know, $200. Yeah. And uh, he's hosting a webinar for corporations and yeah, businesses. So, and I think those future uh, future thinking guys will always get the hate up front. Oh, of sure. course. Yeah. So he's like, of course. Uh, you know, for no for no better use of a metaphor, he's carrying the cross. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, look at Elon guys. Musk ten years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? People thought he was. A weird, they still think he's weird. But. <laughs> I'm convinced he's like an alien, bro. Must be some type Pay, of cyborg. PayPal. Like, how do you how do you change <laughs> industries over and over? Like, all you do is change industries 
on a monumental scale. But there's only one of him too. Dog, like, how, I don't know. Yeah. He's probably a time traveler, dog. You think so? PayPal. That's interesting. I, spe- speculation. But how, I love that, though. How do you get it right that many times on that big of a scale, bro? <laughs> PayPal. Changed the way eBay and online sending money worked. Huge. Went straight into what? Uh, what did he do after that? Um, Solar City. Solar City, he paid part of that. I think he went right into Tesla after PayPal, though. Tesla. Like, he had the roaster, the first roaster right? or whatever. Yeah. People were laughing at yeah. electronic cars. Now he got the boring company, right? He got the tunnels. Right. He got stuff. the boring company with tunnels. SpaceX. He has SpaceX that's sending private citizens to the moon. Yeah. And to other planets, right, eventually. Yeah. Um, How much of it is it just being around the right people? That, too. Yeah. But, like, nigga, everything you do is, like... <laughs> Like yeah. life changing for everybody. Like like that's like I don't know Carnegie. Like getting yeah. oil, getting steel, and getting like five things his whole life. Like they didn't then, do that. They got one thing right, and it just yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I don't know Elon. He's the richest Elon. man in the world now. Like and then he plays it mad cool on Twitter. Yeah. He, like being funny and cool, but he he wields so much power, bro. Like he's probably an alien. Yeah. I don't I don't know, man. Yeah, he's doing uh, the Neuralink the, thing. The, he's the Neuralink thing. Like, hey, we want to we want to put a chip in your brain, but it's for your benefit. I'm with that. That's just me. I know, I know. You if know it's what I'm connect, If it's connected to a radio device, I want no part of that. And and they sell it to you like, oh, well, if you're paraplegic or you have issues, this yeah. is gonna help rewire your brain and, and make you wow. have that leg functionality, yeah. which is incredible. Yeah. But what is the downside? There's always a downside. Right. But it, 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 like the, the cypherpunks always showed off a world where we would be able to like enhance our vision and, and be able to enhance these things on the fly, right? Like be yeah. able to go to like a basically a doctor, like a street med clinic and be like, look, I'll pay $5,000 for better eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And they're able to do stuff like that, like implants basically to yeah. get this done. So this is not far-fetched that nobody's ever thought of it, but he's definitely an oddball for trying to pursue it yeah. and to try to put money behind it. Yeah. And I'm with you. If, if it's a radio broadcast device. Starlink, bro. Incredible. I, I, We're going to 5G the world? And there's, there's always downsides to all this stuff, but the innovation that comes with it, yeah. it, it you have to trade that price to yeah. continue to proceed forward. Absolutely. Right? Because if we limited everything to say, whoa, whoa, that's the bad side, everything has a bad side. Yeah. Uh, but that's my thing on that is I don't want to be radio broadcasting on this, this device because then that means you could be hacked, tapped mm-hmm. into, which yep. is dangerous. But then I also see their point and is, well, how do we update it? Right. Like, how are we? Do we put a new implant every time we need an update? That's going to be more medical costs. That's going to be harder to get people in. Um, but damn, am I excited about that, man? Yeah, to think that a person that can well, never walk again is now doing cartwheels. Yeah, it's crazy. He he basically says like the future is uh, artificial intelligence infused right. with humanity. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I've heard that like you'll need to do that. Yeah. Because you're going up against robots. To keep up. You're, you're going up against Boston Dynamics, who just released this video of their robots dancing like humans. Yeah. Their robots dancing better than some humans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, very strange the, stuff the, going the on. The future of war is robots. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all that stuff is just crazy. So, when Elon's at the top of his game and he's doing Neuralink and he's sending his people to space, it's like, I don't want to think about yeah. uh, uh, being infused with Neuralink in the future to compete. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I kind of want to do it. <laughs> I know what you mean. It depends uh, what I'm doing in life. But, you, know, you think about those Black Mirror episodes yeah. where you can like record memories and stuff I watched like, that. like one episode of that, bro. I'm still, I still haven't gotten through it because I oh, know it's going to be so, I, it's dystopian. Uh, some episodes, they're all different. Each episode is different. Gotcha. So you get futuristic ones that are normal. You get, yeah. just, you get country I just, sad ones. I don't want to, I yeah. feel like it's, it'll give me anxiety. It will. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and I, again, I feel like it might even be a little predictive programming. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. With certain concepts. And like, I just, I don't know. I don't want to go there. Right now, I'm having fun watching Silicon Valley. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> like, it's you? just, it's like the office. It's easy. I just think about the Matrix. I do too. Right. Like that that whole thing. Like, uh, I and feel, then what's up with Bill Gates trying to like black out the sky? Did dog. You, did you remember in the Matrix? Bro, I've been telling people about, yeah. Yeah, where they were. Even in Interstellar, the what? dust storms. Yeah, true, true. Bro. Yeah. The dust storms, yeah. Is that predictive programming? It might be, man. You know what I mean? Whatever like, like, hole you want to go down. But yeah, no, the, the thing with, um, before we go, we're 55 in. Yeah. But the thing is, is that um, it, it hit me when I started reading this story about Bill Gates trying to like do whatever to the sky. I, I don't know exactly what it is he's doing. But then I remember Lawrence Fishburne in The Matrix basically telling Neo, like, um, we humans were the ones, we don't know much about the war, but we know that we were the ones that blacked out the sky. Yeah. Because I guess the thought process was, is they need energy, they need the sun. If we black out the sky, they would have no energy. Yeah. And then instead, they started using us as batteries. <laughs> That's what it Duh. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, but it's over here like, nah, son, we ain't doing that. Second Amendment, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Second Amendment. Against these robots, that may not even matter, dude. <laughs> yeah, you might be pew, pew, pew. Yeah, it might be a little different. Dog. That's in the That's future. Crazy. Guys, episode five is a wrap. We appreciate you guys as always. Please subscribe to the show down below somewhere around here. Please share it with people because this information is critical, not only in the Bitcoin space, but just in the financial for your wealth, for your future generational wealth. Uh, I appreciate you guys as always. We'll catch you guys next week. Got nothing. All right, got nothing for the people. Take care, y'all. Peace.